Hello there, this is Godswill Ezonyeka with a thought to challenge your normal. You see, rather than take life at face value, I believe you could live much better if you based your decisions on careful analytical thoughts. So welcome to the Thinker's Table. This is the Now Think Podcast. Hello, hello everyone. Welcome back to the Now Think Podcast. Yes, it is yet another opinionated discussion and you know it like we do. We are here discussing Naomi's topics. Yes, for every topic I discuss, I want you to blame Naomi. She's the one that is putting me up to this. But still, today is way more special than anything that I have ever done. Why? I'll tell you in a minute. But I just want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for sharing the podcast. It means so much to me. But more importantly, I'm so happy when I get that feedback from you, knowing that you are thinking along with me and you are sharing this thought. Because why I do what I do is so that one day we would have a world where people are actually engaging in critical thought before making decisions. Because these decisions matter. So back to that special reason for why I'm so excited for today's podcast. Listen, people, I know you didn't expect it. I know you were not ready for it, but it is here. Right here on the podcast with me is my very, very, very own mother. Yes, I said it. You heard me right. My mother is on the podcast with me. So I want her to say hi to you. Hello, everyone. I'm happy to be here and to share (laughs) in the now thing. Yes. So let's get along. Let's get along with it. Yes, that's my mother. So it's very probable that throughout this discussion, you'll hear me saying mommy a lot. Anybody that comes to me in the comments shall have to deal with me. Anyway, <laughs> let's carry on with it. So um, recently, a bombshell of an interview was dropped and Naomi will not let me hear enough of it. So we're going to be talking about the Harry and Meghan interview with Oprah. First of all, I think what I just want to say is that Oprah is an excellent interviewer. Oh, yes. yes. I quite agree with that. She's She's, really good. She's really good. The way she was just unlocking buttons off of Megan. Like, I don't think any other interviewer would be able to make Megan so comfortable to speak about her truth. But before we talk about what was discussed, Mommy, could you, like, give me an idea or share with us an idea of what you thought about the whole story before you watched the interview? Actually, before I watched the interview, my perspective is that, oh, why will the royal family just stand up one day and drive away one of their own? Mm. It really pissed me off. Why are they doing this? Is it that they don't like the wife that brings Harry marriage? Mm. So that was my... So you were concerned about the way they treated... They treated Harry and, and Meghan. And Meghan. And after watching the interview now, do you think that there's much that has changed about your perspective of the story? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. After watching the interview, I feel that there's more to it. Mm. There's more to it because I feel that probably Megan did not do her homework very well mm. in the sense that she would have gone immediately. Uh, Harry proposed that is going to be a more serious relationship as to marriage, Mm. she would have gone further to now make research about this monarch. This monarch has been one of the 
most important monarch in the world that everybody respects and knows about. Yeah. So if I were her, I would have just make a research and asked her questions. Yeah. What about your mom? She will tell you, obviously, ah, my mom is late. Yeah. And I believe because there's a, a family that is on the limelight, yeah. every story should be on the internet for her to read up. Yeah. So for her not to be caught unaware, she would have, after reading that, she will now ask her question. She will now get a lot of clarity from things that she did not understand. Yeah. She will now ask Harry, what about this? What about that? What yeah. about this? And from these ones, it will make her to be more prepared. Because what I think is that is a, is a kind of a breakthrough for the, the, the people of color mm. to be represented in the royal family. Yeah. We know that somehow, 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 it's it's not really going to go down with them. But somehow, she would have persisted from her research, would have made her and given her ground to stay longer than she stayed. And she stayed, yeah. That's that's true. Personally, when before I heard the interview, I I really did not care about them because I mean, the British are wonderful people. They are wonderful people. They are well-cultured people. So I just believe that they they have systems and religions and traditions, which coming from an African background, I understand. And I know you don't mess with somebody's tradition. Yeah. You know, if you go to Yoruba land, there's a way they do things. Oh, yes. You respect them and you just keep it moving. Where you have the right to voice your opinion is when it comes to your own people, your own tradition, you know. Yeah. So. At first, I wasn't as much concerned. I just believed men like whatever is happening is their life, is their story. They should figure it out. Um, I think when I started paying attention to it was when the whole racism comment started coming out. And I really do understand why racism is a major part of the discussion in this context because, you know, Megan is a mixed race. But personally, again, as an African, as a Nigerian, Sanibo man, I really don't pay so much attention to racism because racism is only a factor when you're looking for validation from someone else or another race. Mm. Races are a reality that we have to live with. There are black people in this world. There are uh, a little less blacker people in this world because I know all of us are just color brown. Okay. There are different shades of brown. Different shades of brown, yes. <laughs> you know? so, so we don't call ourselves black. Black or white. It's or just, white. We're just, just human color. beings. We're just human beings. And we have different relations with yes. each other. Mm-hmm. And whenever the situation comes up, we will favor those closest to us. Mm-hmm. If this was a situation where equally Nigerian and a European had like needed my help and they were both equal on all grounds, I'll favor the Nigerian first. Yeah. Why? Because he's closest to me. Okay. It's not racism. Yeah. It's not nationalism. It's just a human thing. Yeah. To The Bible says, um, be kind to every other person, especially those... That's of the household. Exactly. Those of your own household. household. That's where you start from. So... Um, this charity begins at home. Charity... Be- yes, mama. <laughs> charity begins at, at home. home. Love starts from home. Yeah. So... To me, and I know it might sound very insensitive to say that, but to me, I just believe 
that coming from a background where my identity was taught to me by my parents and I am not looking for validation from any other person, racism is not really a problem for me. If you treat me wrongly, I don't see it as you being racist. I don't see it as you being a nasty person. Yeah. And then I don't deal with you. Yeah. It's as simple as that. Because if I have my identity, then I don't need you to prove my identity to me. Mm-hmm. You can be whatever you like. Can do whatever. And I'll be whatever I like. Oh, sure. It's my choice. Yeah. So for all purposes, I said that to just uh, to explain that for this discussion, we might not be talking about the racism issue. It's, it's not important. Racism. But there, I, I believe that there's so much that we can learn from this. For those that don't know, one of the unique things I found about this story, and I, and I was telling Naomi this, that my mom is actually a living proof of this story that had gone right. You know, I remember when I started getting to know more about my heritage, I knew that uh, my dad in our village of Achina in Anambra State, my dad is of the royal lineage. And following certain circumstances, he became the head of the village, village, the head of the village, which we call the OB. Mm -hmm. And these OBs are the kingmakers of the Igwe Igwe of Achina. Achina. Yes. Mm -hmm. So by by hereditary right, my dad is the OB and my brother, the first son, the first son on the family would take over from him. It's it's hereditary. So it's kind of like the whole monarchy thing, a little bit smaller, but Mm -hmm. it's still a monarchy. Mm -hmm. And I know that you married into the monarchy. Into the and I also know that it wasn't the best of situations by the on and the welcome you got coming into the family. So can you talk about that and how you survived that? Mm. How did you go through that? Yeah. Mm, actually, I just came and from the background I'm coming from, my mom is such a person that reverse marriage. So as soon as every traditional rights is concluded, calls her daughter to tell them that, look, this is a journey of no return. Just make it to work. Actually, I'm from Newi in Anambra State, where my husband is from, Achina, in the same Anambra State. Yeah. So we have this culture in our place that there is no home that an Newi woman will not enter and not live there perfectly, making it to work. So, you know, seeing myself for the first time, I went to the the Achina village. It was like looking somehow to me, (laughs) the OB, the the clan, you know, how all the elders in that that clan, everybody gathered that this is their ECOB, the head of the clan, Mm. and they all came to welcome me. Actually, as at then, my my father-in-law was still alive. So, you know, everybody comes, gathers there every early in the morning to come and, you know, pay obeisance and, uh, you know, know, pay their respects. So I met this firsthand. And it was then it dawned on me that, oh, this is where I have entered. Yeah. So initially, it was not really easy because I met a lot of opposition. How this Nehru woman, is she going to keep our our traditions, our traditions yeah. very well? How is she going to go about it? But eventually, I stayed. 
And in my husband's family, there are these people that gathered, you know, that everybody's, uh, every member of the family, whatever they they say or do matters. Yeah. The wife, it doesn't really matter. You just came in. <laughs> just be a member of the family. Yeah. So I watch with my eyes and some things that I can say, I say. Some things I cannot say, I just keep quiet. Those, to some people, it may feel awkward and um, not out of this world. You know, for this present generation, how can I see what I I supposed to say? I kept quiet. But anyway, one thing I would say is that it really helped me to stay and benefit what I benefited today. today yeah. I took over from the, the, the monarchy. My my mother-in-law or the mother of my husband yes. was the Lolo Odwago of that clan. Yeah. The Lolo Odwago is the is the wife of the Isiobi. of the Isiobi. Then it used to be the my husband's uh, father uh, grandfather used to be the first Warren chief of Achinada, the British crown. Mm. So after him, it then means that it has to go round. The, to the other villages so until probably when it now entered into contention they decided to say okay the monarchs remain but they can the Igwe should be uh, democratically elected, elected yeah. so eventually that is what I met so that's my grandmother-in-law handed yeah. it over to my father-in-law's uh, wife yeah. the same law Lord Dwag. So I now came and I took over from her. So it took a lot of patience. It took a lot of patience mm. to yeah. be able to do that. Yeah. So so that is what I meant. Mm-hmm. So and I feel that it has not been easy, but it's it has been possible mm. because I was able to go through it and today. I am happy that I was able to achieve what I achieved, having five wonderful children that came out of it, and they are all doing well, keeping the tradition going. So I'm happy about it. That that is excellent. And I'm the last of those children. Am am I the favorite? (laughs) No, you're the favorite. Yes, you're the favorite. (laughs) You always say that you don't have favorite, but anyway. No, yeah, the Yeah, right. Yes. No, my handbag. Come on, hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think this is such an important discussion to have because many people have romanticized the idea of getting married that they've forgotten the work. Yeah. That comes with getting married. The work. The yeah. Work. So as much as obviously you want to get married to someone that you love, married to someone that that understands you and all that, but there's a lot of work that makes marriage work. And I think because many people are focused on the beautiful part of it, they cannot survive the work because they were not prepared They for were it. not prepared for And it. I think that's a classic case of what is happening with Harry and Meghan. And Meghan, that is why um, my mother said that love is not enough mm. to sustain marriage. Yeah. Love is a part of it. But there are other elements mm. that makes a marriage work. And that's one thing I like about our culture in Igbo land yeah. from Anambra state where we're coming from. 
before any marriage sets in, immediately the two young people indicate their interest of getting married. The two families goes on a kind of a secret search. They call it secret search. Yeah. They will go to find out what are this type of family, kind of family that my daughter or my son is going into. Yes. You know, from there, they will be able to come back and tell their son, this is this person, you know, this is what they are married, this is their value, this is this. Yeah. So it makes that young man or young woman to get prepared mm-hmm. of what you are getting into. into yeah. This family, you know, they put in, in doing all this search, you're putting into consideration the tradition, the 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 religion mm. and what does even the like for? the um, if they have any hereditary sicknesses yes if they have any hereditary sicknesses if there's anything that you feel that will be of worry in future yes that yeah. you will not be able to condole you need to you know, know about it now you need to know about it so immediately there's any information about that yeah. that marriage will quickly stop i think that's excellent that we do that in Igbo land. And obviously, I've, I've been aware of the ones that happened for my siblings. I think you did one from your office yeah. where you met someone in your office. Yeah. And I think it's such a good thing. Yeah. Because we even go as far as going to their village. Their village, yeah. You will find out about them in town, probably in the town where they are living. But yeah. they will go further to check in their village. Their lineage. In their lineage. What, who are these people? Mm. What do they stand for? What are their values? Yeah. yeah. What is the kind of probably ailment that is prevalent in that family? Yeah. I think one thing that many people are scared of, mm. and, I, and it just, it just came to me, <laughs> because I, I think there's only once you've mentioned this into my hearing, where I think you were saying that you have this belief that when your sons get married, you don't want to give their wives any problem. Oh, yes. But you also know, especially um, thanks to Patience Ozoko, <laughs> there's a very real fear of modern love. Yes, yes, yes. For women, many women. Mm. Uh, what can you tell them? What, how can you help our generation of wives <laughs> that are scared of... Scared because of the modern laws are in your generation. Mm, yeah. So what can you tell us about... Your mates that are now mother-in-laws and how uh, you can handle for, it. For, for those of us that are mother-in-law, one thing I that comes into play, because at least two of my sons have gotten married. First of all, once your your son gives you a an opportunity of knowing the person in the first place. Yeah. Because I remember when my first son was about getting married, he brought the lady prior to the time, even before he proposed and now mm. say, mommy, this is the person I want to marry. Because they know that always is the mother that is the challenge yep. in the marriage. <laughs> so he brought her, this is the woman I want to. Yeah, married to. If you will approve. Mm. So I looked at her. I went into prayers and said, because my prayers have always been, God, give my children Women that will give them rest, women that will love them, mm. women that will come in to, to be able to be a part of the family, to be a daughter of the family, not a daughter-in-law per se, mm. but to be a daughter. If, because if that girl is a daughter, you will see me as the mother 
and behave to me as if I am her mother. Yeah. And me, in turn, will be able to behave to her as she is my daughter. So there should be that first initial understanding. Mm. When you, you know, that's why it is okay for young men, please, once your mom is still is still alive and more especially in this our generation yeah you know make your mother to understand this is the woman i'm in love with and make them to understand themselves very well before the marriage is being contracted yeah so it will help a long way that you won't be a threat to your daughter-in-law yeah your daughter-in-law will know that oh this is my mom and if there's any issue that you are bringing up in the family you will just see it as per oh let me look into it True. and not being at war with the woman yeah. because if that girl knew that this is my family this woman is equally my mother in, yeah. in as much as is my 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 mother-in-law is yeah. as well as your own mother yeah. So, and if you accept her wholeheartedly, if she comes in, you won't come in, you won't be, you won't be afraid. Yeah. You won't be threatened. Yeah. Because what that woman meant, it meant well for the son and yeah. he wants the son to succeed because... I think that's, that's, that's a very interesting thing to say because I believe that what's happening is because people don't come in with a mindset of trying to be part of the family... They're always seeing the mother-in-law as like as a gatekeeper, for instance. So if I can win over the mother-in-law, I'll have a good marriage. Mm. But then the thing that happens with that is that then they only have two responses, either fear or fight. fight. You know, fight or flight. Yes. Fight or flight setting. So <laughs> either they are scared of the mother mm -hmm. or they start fighting the mother-in-law. They start fighting the mother-in-law. You know, and, and the thing that... Uh, that that comes to mind about that is most people are lucky to have mother-in-laws that are not that bad. They're not, they're just normal people. Yeah. But then there are some terrible but they're mother-in-laws yeah, in the world. Right, right. So when that happens, then there's chaos in the family. Mm. But I, I feel, and I might be talking very idealistically because I don't, I'm not married. But I feel like if people came in with the mindset of joining a family, not necessarily just appeasing mm. the mother-in-law and making the mother-in-law happy, it's, but join the family. There will be this idea of where am I running to? First That's of all, the thing. Yeah. this is my family. This if, is my family. If your mother was wicked, mm. will you run you'll away be angry, from? Yes, but you cannot run angry, away from but you run away. <laughs> So you will even be thinking of a way. How do I approach her so that we will make this thing to work? work? Exactly. You don't run away from her. You don't because run away from her. And you don't fight her because yeah, you won't fight. You know, and yes, I I think it's something that might change the game yeah. for people to start seeing that idea about. It's the family. Like, I believe that the love component of, of marriage is to help the two people, two individuals, stay together. But one thing that is also a blessing, that if they are wise enough, they should not discount, yeah. is that the family is there to help. To help, yeah. To help yeah. this whole scenario. Yeah. And... You know, there's this story that I think it was a pastor that was telling me. And he said that about the story of Tamar. That was the one that got raped by her brother. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. So apparently, the way he phrased it, he said, when the, the half-brother called Tamar in, mm -hmm. if you look at the scripture carefully, he asked her 
to send all her guards out. That's all the servants that came with her. Mm. That she sent them out. Mm -hmm. When she did it, he raped her. Now, that looks like a normal sin. Obviously, he wanted to rape her, so he sent her. But he said, if you look at it carefully, spiritually, you can understand that before somebody will take an advantage of you, one of the first things they do is cut you off from the people that love you and want to protect you. want to protect you. You know? So, if your family... And the thing is, I think another extreme is the fact that family is not always correct. Mm. Family will not always be on your side. Yeah, yeah. But fundamentally, under everything, mm. and this is something I'm trying to tell myself every time, for under everything, no matter what it is, mm. there is a fundamental idea that they want the best for you. For you. And that's important. Yeah, Once you look at it from that perspective, you can leave the fight, mm -hmm. you can leave the fear, yes. and then try to find reasoning. And understanding you understand yeah um so i think that's something that will change the game especially when it comes to marriage is mm. people understand that once this marriage is happening mm. the family yes you and the guy and you and the girl mm. i love yes you are building your own new family but the families that you have that's your own family and the, your spouse's family mm. are there to support you they are pillars that you can call upon for any kind of thing. And again, that is why there has to be acceptance. Yes. When you are into a relationship where the mother-in-law is saying you should not come in, mm. your father is not supporting you. You will not, you will now say, no, 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 no. I loved, I love, I love, I love the guy. And the guy loves me. We are okay to carry on. No. There's this acceptance that's supposed to happen yeah. from the side of the woman and the side of the man. There has to be that formal agreement, both of them being happy to be in-laws together. Mm. Because if there's no, there's no acceptance, definitely war has set in. Yeah. Because I, I believe probably in this Meghan and uh, Harris issue, somehow, somehow, maybe body language, mm shows harry harry why are you bringing in this person into the home and that was why they all prepared for a fight yeah and they were ready to make that marriage to fall mm. i think that's the first place first thing, yeah. because number one if you want to marry somebody in as much as that uh, megan was saying that uh, the queen accepted and all that all that you should remember that harry was the queen's favorite and mm. he doesn't want to hurt him yeah but i know probably they must have talked to harry and say harry why are you marrying this person harry said this is the woman i love mm. so i think uh, probably harry would have done his own work very well making them to accept her ah, yeah. beyond every reasonable doubt all these things wouldn't have come in yeah maybe he would have waited, waited a little bit longer and just to be able to gain the acceptance before he brings... Before they, they sign the contract. Before they sign the contract of marriage. I think that's so amazing. Because, you know, there are many people that have this question, especially yeah. young people, mm. marriageable age. Mm. They're wondering, if they don't accept you, what do you do? You wait. Mm. You, have to, you have to wait because you wouldn't like to enter into a home where you are seen as a as an enemy mm. you won't be able to drink water and drop your cup you won't be able to sleep with your two eyes open yeah if there's any 
cockroach or rat that run about to say, ah, these people, it be like, say, they are trying me. <laughs> <laughs> All that shouldn't occur. Shouldn't, know. This discussion continues on the next podcast episode. That's all we have for today. Remember, you don't have to agree with everything I say. You just need to think about it, and I'm sure you will come to the best conclusions. Do hit me up with questions, suggestions, and <laughs> compliments. Yep, I like those too. Please subscribe to my channel and follow me on all social media for more stuff. This is the Now Thing Podcast. We got to it. It's your